This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, June 5th, 2008. I'm Caleb Brown. The tragedies that have rocked Myanmar and China show how government responses vary in times of tragedy and what life under socialism might mean when tragedy strikes. Jim Dorn, editor of Cato Journal, says that we can minimize some of the risks associated with tragedies by adopting institutions that maximize individual freedom. The response to a natural disaster like an earthquake uh, depends upon uh, two things. First, the initial wealth that people have, which is generally generated by the private sector. And second, the extent of a market uh, and civil society, uh, which are lacking tremendously in in Burma or Myanmar, and uh, less so in China since 1978, since liberalization. But it's typical that uh, friends and neighbors and and family will be the first responders, uh, as well as uh, private entrepreneurs who may be looking for a profit uh, but are doing good at the same time. What's the record uh, historically? Well, I think if you look at uh, George Horwich, who has written extensively on this, uh, shows that uh, economies that are market-oriented with private property rights, with the free flow of information, uh, and with a vibrant market uh, system – uh, in which prices are free to move, uh, have responded much faster uh, than countries that are rigidly uh, uh, under central planning or a huge bureaucracy, lack of free flow of information, lack of prior property. Uh, and cer- certainly we've seen this uh, with the uh, response in Burma. Uh, China has done a much better job. They're more open now. They didn't react the way they did with the SARS uh, problem, uh, which occurred a couple of years ago, where they didn't tell anybody what was going on. In this case, uh, there was much freer flow of information, a much more rapid response. Um, and Japan, in particular, um, is a, a situation which uh, Horwich looked at closely uh, in 1995 uh, when they had the Kobe earthquake. Uh, Japan, within a year, Uh, was back to pretty much normal uh, in that area, which uh, was astonishing. But uh, it was due uh, primarily because Japan was wealthy and mainly a market-oriented economy. He said it would have been even a faster response had it not been for burdensome uh, regulations and also uh, poor land use uh, policies. So to the extent, I think it's safe to say that to the extent that a system is uh, more open and more uh, market-oriented, the response to disasters will be much faster and hence the overall damage much less. Now, uh, you can look at San Francisco when they had the earthquake in 1989 as opposed to uh, Soviet Armenia in 1988. In Armenia, there were 25,000 casualties. Uh, the earthquake of, of, of similar magnitude in San Francisco led to 67 deaths, and the response was much faster. So I, I, I think uh, what Horwich was writing about, uh, in fact, in the Cato Journal, Uh, back in 1990, uh, and then later uh, in other articles uh, after 1995, is uh, pretty much on target. The issue of openness has really been drawn out by Myanmar, where you had a government that has taken almost active steps to keep international organizations and their aid, largely funded by wealthy countries, from getting to the people that needed it. That's true. It's also true that um, a lot of times uh, foreign aid, when it comes in, is not very well targeted. Uh, they don't know the local customs, uh, the particular supplies and circumstances. uh, And so uh, oftentimes, uh, even without government intervention uh, in the distribution of the aid, the aid is not uh, as much appreciated as cash. Uh, 
And also, if cash is directed towards reconstruction, it may be misdirected because it, you may not want people to reconstruct in uh, hurricane-prone areas uh, and so on. Uh, so a stipulation might be that they relocate uh, in order to get the, the, the uh, cash aid. Uh, governments often uh, never do that, uh, and private agencies as well. Uh, but research has shown that to be the case. And, of course, the overall level of safety is a function of, a, uh, of wealth. Uh, wealthier economies are generally uh, more, more uh, safer economies uh, than uh, poorer countries. Uh, and that's what we've seen in uh, Sichuan in, in China, that uh, the, the poverty is extensive in the rural areas where this basically hit. And uh, one problem there is that the land is not uh, privately owned. It's collectively owned. If, if the farmers in those areas could uh, own the land and collateralize it, uh, they'd be wealthier and they'd be able to build better structures uh, and uh, afford to build better schools. And in fact, there's been corruption there, apparently. Uh, they weren't building the code or uh, the codes weren't enforced. So uh, many children died as a result, which was tragic. People watching the events unfold in, in China and I guess trying to watch the events unfold in Myanmar, it's not necessarily intuitive that the private property rights or things like that are actually going to uh, make these situations so much worse. It's difficult to actually uh, get your head around that idea. Well, I think, I mean, you, you look even in the United States and the coastal areas where they're, uh, they're prone to floods and so forth, um, you know, people are generally wealthy, and uh, if their dwelling is uh, uh, harmed by the uh, floods, if they do rebuild, uh, they're going to build uh, more sturdily. However, the problem is that flood insurance has been subsidized by the federal government, so there's a moral hazard problem that people typically... Uh, flow into areas uh, that are attractive uh, from a natural standpoint. Uh, and if there is damage, if they expect the government to cover part of it or subsidize insurance, there'll be more people there than otherwise. So when the next hurricane hits, the damage will be fairly significant. Uh, Katrina was a somewhat different situation. Uh, you had uh, basically levees that were uh, built on a substandard uh, basis not maintained properly. This was not a market failure by any uh, uh, circumstance. It was a, a government failure to provide, uh, you know, safe, safe uh, and protection, safety and protection for the for the people there. Uh, and interesting in uh, Sichuan, uh, where the schools did collapse, they're blaming the government officials for corruption and so forth. The local people, they're demonstrating. Uh, so. I think, uh, although it may not be intuitive, uh, once you think about it, uh, well-defined property rights uh, which create wealth obviously increase the degree of safety and markets allow people to act uh, faster in terms of uh, supplying things that are needed uh, during emergency. Uh, yes, the price will go up, but if you control prices, there'll be huge shortages uh, and the materials won't get there, so you can't have it both ways. Jim Dorn is editor of Cato Journal. His op-ed, Disaster Protection, appeared in the South China Morning Post. This is the Cato Daily Podcast. Full event videos are now available in podcast form at cato.org.